0: Today I'm with Chris Chapman, who has a very meaningful story to share that I hope will bring some healing to some of the women sitting in this circle. On this podcast we know, I hope, you are sitting in a circle with friends, having a glass of wine listening to this podcast, so you can hear a story that will inspire your life. Chris, welcome. Thank you, thank you so much. I, I met you at a networking event and was really captivated when somebody heard about my podcast and pulled me aside and she said, that's the woman you need to interview for your podcast. Oh, that's great. Thank you. Well, and all of us have something to heal from. Uh, Somebody actually pointed out to me that even though uh, my trauma may not be the same as somebody else's trauma, the trauma in my early childhood still created a a PTSD of sorts that I'm having to heal from. And some of us don't give ourselves permission to say, yeah, I, I, I do need to heal from things that have happened to me in the past. And you found a, a real healing source with horses. Yes, it did. I'm looking at a beautiful picture of you standing next to a horse with the mountains in the background. So, Chris, would you do us the honor of just backing up the story that that you tell in order to help people understand where healing begins? Yes. Um,
1: I'm 69, uh, for what that's all worth, Um, so there's a lot of history there, Um, but I grew up in a a very crazy childhood household that was um, abusive on all levels, I don't need to go into any details about it, Um, but uh, it was profoundly abusive on all levels, I'll just say that. Yeah. And the people that were supposed to protect me uh, were my perpetrators, mm-hmm. and um, I I just figured out a way to survive that, to get through every day. The two things I feel like saved me, one is that um, a first grade teacher saw that I did something a little bit different in a construction paper project, um, Uh, it was a Robin on a branch with a leaf and I made a Robin and I had lots of branches and lots of leaves and she said look at Chris she's done it a little bit different and um, in that second in that moment um, I found something that was special to me in a life that uh, I was disappearing into because of the abuse and the sexual abuse and um, And so my art has saved me. And uh, even at four years old, I would go out to the woods across the street. But then when you're four or five, the woods are really big. It doesn't have to be, it could be a few trees. And for me, it was the horsetail ferns and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I have very distinct memories of that. And um, it's been a huge healing process. I did not remember those things for decades until um, I was 41 and my daughter was born. And the trauma of birthing her triggered off the cellular memory of all kinds of things in the past. And um, and it's been an incredible journey for 28 years since then. And... Um, I survived breast cancer when she was 15, so that was uh, 14 years ago, and um, and then and I got horses in, involved with her. I had a dream. Um, a lot of stuff comes to me in dreams, and um, I woke up. and Her father had left when she was eight years old. It's a very deep primary. Um, Age to be betrayed, and mm. uh, um, I woke up one morning because therapy wasn't worth a- working, nothing was working, and um, the voice inside my head said, This child needs something bigger than her broken heart to heal her, mm. and um. I found a horse and got her involved with horses. And our first healing horse, even though I didn't know about the healing part of what I do know, was Bob, Bob the Page Horse. We call him Fat Robert. Um, <laughs> with adorable, total, total, you know, terrible confirmation, all that kind of stuff. But um, that was the beginning. So that was 20 years ago. And when I thought I was getting orders for her to heal her, it started healing me from things I didn't even understand. So, um, you know, fast forward, I went through, I've survived breast cancer when she was 15. So I was um, 55. And, um, um, and let's see what else. Um, and so, I've always been an artist. Uh, that's how I made my living as an artist. Okay. Um, and that's a beautiful thing. And uh, it really was a gift. The whole art thing was my saving grace and the woods and the animals were my saving grace through all this life, even up till now. Mm-hmm. And um, and then seven years ago this coming April, I had a new horse. I'd Uh, Bought at the Denver Stock Show, and he was, I thought he was the love of my life. The best horse I ever had died when I was uh, going through chemotherapy from breast cancer. And I believe now that horse loved me so much that he took my disease away. Ah. So that I could live and carry on. So that's the kind of. Some people think, "Oh man, she's really woo woo," or "That's nuts." But it is my grounded truth. Is all I can say about that. And for now, and um. So I've been on the search for the that love of my life horse ever since, and uh, I got a bought this horse at the stock show, thinking my heart's beating, beating, beating. Still, my beating heart, and um, I brought him home, and he was absolutely terrified. PTSD, yeah. nobody could get near him. I realized he'd been drugged, ah. um, he had submitted to being ridden, but there was no foundation of trust. You know, this is all retrospect looking back, right? And um, um, And so it just was trust building for four or five months. And then in a lesson, me trusting another person, a trainer, um, I, all I remember is putting my foot in the stroke and that was it. That's the last thing I remember. The first time I was gonna ride a horse again since my horse cowboy had died. And um, um, long story short, I. He was a PTSD horse as well. He flipped out, uh, no no warning signs at all. Um, no bracing, no hole in his breath, nothing anybody saw. He just, like PTSD people, you don't always have any warning signs it could, because it's all so internal. Right and he exploded and I went flying over his back. I got kicked in the face. I went, uh, flying another 10 feet. I stopped breathing seven times between them and the hospital. And, um, and I'm still here, uh, seven years recovered from a brain injury. I'm glad I'm speaking in complete sentences, Wow, <laughs> you know? Um, so it's been an incredible journey that, um, of challenges that I never expected but I also never well I've been victimized of some things the story that if we keep repeating that story that is when we become a victim right that's what I believe so uh, I was victimized I've had terrible things happen but I've always chosen to learn the lesson mm-hmm. what is the what am I being called to do here?
0: Yeah.
1: And So what started healing me after that accident was um, a program called uh, Touched by a Horse with Melissa Pierce. And that was the equine gestalt coaching program. And I went through three years of training for that. I am now a certified equine gestalt coach. I'm still an artist and always will be but um i am building my business to the that program the gestalt part of the coaching has helped me heal because it's not talk therapy it is somatic in the moment healing the horses are somatic in the moment they don't live in the past they don't live in the future Mm -hmm. that's the power besides their big powerful bodies and energy that is the power um, that they and their willingness to want to help humanity heal. I really believe they're one of those animals that's been chosen to be on this earth, to like whales and dolphins and things, dogs, that, dogs to help to help people heal. They hmm. want
0: us. Is that what Gestalt means when you say Gestalt? No, Gestalt is a German word for Illness. Okay.
1: So, to me, um, talk therapy is very cerebral. It's up in our heads. Uh, we, it's beautiful process to help us understand our trauma. But to me, the truth is, the trauma, whether it's a childhood thing, or you're a veteran from a war, or you're a a family. Um, that's with a PTSD vet who's got issues and everybody's on eggshells and everybody's trauma. Our brains do not define levels of trauma. Trauma is trauma. So there's hardly anybody really that's escaped that, but it still lingers where we're, it's not always held, parts of it are held, the memories held in our, bo- in our brains but the cellular memory is in our bodies and that's where Geshualt works with that's where the horses work with is from that cellular memory and and with our bodies and with our energy um with our vibration with our chakras with our you know it's a Part of it, I think, of like quantum physics. It's like thought is a vibration. Right, Thought right. does turn into reality.
0: Absolutely, mm-hmm. and it that when when that trauma is not healed, th- that thought in your body can create disease. Absolutely. So you're really healing people from the inside out. That's.
1: That's what I believe, and I and I can say that honestly because that has been my healing process that has done more for me to heal, and it continues to heal. You know, I don't think we ever – our life is about uh, completion and wholeness, and, yeah. and there's waves and layers of um, – of healing and then new things come up and we work through it. It's part of our human process.
0: Right. Right. It's so true. And we sometimes need to heal in waves. I think you mentioned that, that we might need. I'm curious when somebody comes to you for this Gestalt coaching process, how many visits would they make before they start to see some significant movement?
1: You know, this is one, one thing I'm glad you asked because um, I went through 20-some, 30-some years of talk therapy, psychotherapy, all yeah. that kind of stuff. It's all very helpful. But the deepest healing I've experienced is with the Gestalt work. And I can honestly say that even after one session, there's a palpable difference um you know so instead of uh like say five years or one year or 20 years of talk therapy once a week for an hour you do uh, one session two and a half two hour session uh, with a horse um, with gestalt and you know there's no set way of numbers. It's like, I promise you in five sessions you're going to be healed, but I can tell you that every session in a few sessions will make a significant difference in uh, what's been holding you back, what's been getting in your way. Um, You leave the the stuff, the unfinished business, we call it. You leave it in the sand, you leave it in the arena. The horses help heal it just somatically and with their energy. Um, They've got, there's so many different techniques that we use in Gestalt that um, are, are they're just merely tools to help people get in touch with Where in your body are you feeling that? Uh, Not in your head. Most people like keep processing in their head all the time. I do too. Mm -hmm. So my coaches say, all right, Chris, get out of your head. Get out of your head. Stop. Stop the monkey mind. Where in your body are you feeling it? Right. And then to release that from that space, whether it's anger or profound grief, And you're, I mean, I've been sometimes on my knees in the sand on the arena with a horse, and that horse, beautiful horse, coaching horse, is holding that space, standing over me uh, with their nose to the top of my head or to my heart or to Uh. the back of my throat, helping me find my voice. Mm -hmm. And so, like with a perpetrator, it would be. You would then um, have a chance to be that. You are that child again, except this time you have the ability and the capacity and the freedom and the safety to have a voice like Grandpa or whoever it was, get out of my room get out of my room now and then to be able to express that and whether it's anger or grief or whatever all it is, the horses will stand there mm-hmm. when it's authentic um, coming from our true being, our true body energy they're not afraid of the anger mm-hmm. they're not afraid of the tears and they will stand there as long as it takes
0: wow
1: Um It's powerful, I don't know. The best way is honestly to experience it. Um, Sometimes I do uh, group workshops, like one of my latest workshops is called Smashing Dishes. I heard that. And it's so much, it's so much fun. Fun, and you use the shards of pottery to create something new? (laughs) Yeah, so we break dishes, I built a smashing wall in an old cow barn (laughs) <laughs> and, um and you know we put on our boots and get out there and smash stuff.
0: So I can bring a group of friends to a dish smashing workshop at your yeah. barn. So so this is one other
1: thing we yeah I started realizing well, help families could might want to go smash dishes together yes. or, or we could create a private you know a personal workshop. Um, usually I do them about once a month. I just started it, but with this weather in Colorado, it's been less than desirable for that. Yeah. But so I think in March is going to be my—I'll start up again. But
0: yeah.
1: so it's it starts out fun. It's safe. It's good. But in that process of releasing, whether you're mad at your kid or your ex-husband or a perpetrator. Yeah, or your mother. <laughs> the huh? possible Look. freedom um, to just smash. Do you paint their picture on the plate before you throw it? <laughs> you can do that. I'm also thinking. of I haven't done it yet because it's too cold. But just painting faces on this uh, on this concrete wall. Yeah, and, and but mostly I just get people in their body. It's like. Who is this person you want to be mad at and feel it and where is it in your guts? Is it in your feet? Is it in your head? Is it in your throat? And then what's some sound to it? And usually there's some hesitation at first. It's like, yeah. I'm not supposed to smash dishes.
0: Well, we're taught to control our anger. Absolutely. And especially women are taught that we need to harness that and not express Mm -hmm. our anger. But I believe it makes us sick. And
1: absolutely. And to not, we have not permission ever, some of us for decades, to not have a voice. Yeah, And so this starts out in a safe, fun way. But it goes deep. And then you're in a circle of friends or a sacred circle of women Mm -hmm. that, um, because the night before, we build that confidentiality. We're not just going there, oh, let's all get together. It's like we have a circle uh, and a check-in and agreements um, and confidentiality. And everybody has a chance to say, as many words or as few words as they want where they are at at the point at that point and then the next day we so that would be Friday night and then Saturday morning we start out um checking in again and then going out and smashing dishes and then the metaphors this is what I love about gestalt the metaphors for picking up the broken shattered pieces of your life putting, scooping your own pieces, putting it in your own bucket, and then carrying it back to the house. And Mm. then I have a sunroom, it's a beautiful, sweet sunroom, and um, a table set up, and I have some things prepared so that we take those pieces and symbolically uh, make mosaics out of them. Mm. So symbolically, we start putting those pieces not just putting the pieces back together making a fun art project, but putting voice to those, to re to that rebuilding. Right. Somebody's having a breakdown or they're just totally get in touch with, they're triggered off by some huge big stuff. Then we can all stop. We sit in a circle or I can take that one person out to the horses and work in the round pen with them in that healing process. There's a a completion, there's healing in it. And then there's a closure at the end of the group.
0: Nice. So so that's it. That sounds wonderful. Um, I like the whole concept of it. I might just bring a group.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I invite anybody to call me. Um, and say, I'm really interested in this. These are my girlfriends. These are my friends. This is my family. I've had one woman already call from Colorado Springs, and she said, I really want to bring my daughter and my son. I said, then bring them for a visit, because you've got adult teenage children. They've got to decide for themselves. Mommy's not going to tell them. You know, we're going to all go smash dishes together because that probably ain't going to work. Right. Oh, that's my hillbilly voice, right? <laughs> <I think it's laughs> <short now. laughs> but kids have to have permission. They have to have their own voice and their own choice. Yeah. yeah. Um, And the same with friends. But I, I think it's a fabulous way not to just Uh, Do this individual work, but it deepens friendship. Yes, absolutely When you can look at each other in the eye and go
0: God, I had no idea Yeah,
1: this is Mm. what you were feeling or going through
0: Um, It's amazing how we can we can hide and um, I've been in rooms before with a group full of women and I either crumble in tears or I crumble in anger. And instead of saying, what's going on, Donna, they kind of shove it under the rug and say, let's get business done so we can get out of here. Yeah, or they
1: give you a patronizing pat or it's like, oh, you'll be okay. Yeah, It's like, "F no, I'm not okay right now. And I want somebody to listen to me, please. Yes.
0: I want to hand them a piece of pottery and say, throw this.
1: Yeah. And we all have we have all learned we've got our social face.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think and I think we're all a lot of people I know I have been just dying inside. Right. Because I have to put on that smile and I have mm-hmm. to pretend. Right. Oh, right. how are you? I've never ever been good at like light talk. Chatter. Light
0: talk. Oh because you're like me, when somebody asks how are you, I always say, Do you want to the weather? Uh, give, me, give me the guts I can
1: handle the guts of people's pain uh-huh. I've Been through so much yeah.
0: Good. Yeah. Well, okay I bet people are bursting inside to find out how they can sign up either for your equine therapy or your dish mashing barn workshop so how can they contact you Chris um through my website
1: uh, which is through the eyes of a horse dot mm-hmm. um, my Facebook page is through the eyes of a horse dash authentic self discovery. Um, or they can just call me, I give half hour free consultations to uh, you know just start checking in and see if I'm a good fit for them and they're a good fit for me. And we just talk about it. And um, I can do a uh, private coaching, I can do Um, face-to-face I can do with horses without horses in the office you know I do groups Um, I I am starting a women's group that um, and I don't have quite the words for it yet but it would be generational oh women of all ages whether we talk about um, like one of my topics would be age does not diminish me in a culture that does yeah and um It's not about giving advice uh, to a younger woman, but it's all of us hearing each other's stories and learning from each other and allowing each other the space to feel our hurt, our pain, our fear, our loneliness, heart and soul. Um, And sitting in a circle is one of the most profound profound. Most powerful things on the planet, a right. circle of women, I believe.
0: Right, right. Uh, that mentoring is bi-directional. I'm a big fan of intergenerational panels, getting yeah. multiple people in a room to talk about what's happening on both sides and to listen to each other, not just talk at one another. Best gift we can give.
1: Yeah, and, uh, you know, an old tribal thing is um, is the talking stick or a feather, and. Right. Pass that around, and and that is the time that person has the right to their voice. Right, and uh, so whether you're a corporate executive or, uh, I think there's plenty of women that had to uh, put on a face in a man's corporation. Right. You know, around here, there I met a woman who was had worked at Lockheed and. But different situations like that and now they're like sixty five or sixty years old and retired and, and going, Oh my god, who am I now? Who am I inside now? And so it I just that's my goal is to create um healing space and a space for people to
0: women to find their voice. Fantastic. Oh, you've got my vote. And girl, I think, Chris, you make 69 look good. Thank you. I'm <laughs> talking about carrying your age of grace. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're doing it well. Yeah, thank so, you. I'll put your contact information in the show notes, and I'll okay. a copy of this when it's published. I'm so grateful for your time and your willingness to share your story. I think more people need to hear it, and I bet if I put it out there and say we're taking a a trip out to Chris's barn i bet we'll get a bunch of people signed
1: up <laughs> that would be sweet it's old it's funky there is nothing fancy about it but there is it is down to earth and um and it's uh it's a sweet place for now it's not um um i'm just renting it honestly um i had to sell my house after my horse accident and mm-hmm. and um so i'm in a huge life transition as well yeah. And I want, I want to be stable, you know, I want to have a home. I, but it's, um, right now I'm in a big transition, but yeah, learning to live with that. But
0: Well, yeah. you're doing it with grace and I know that there are women who uh, really feel your pain and see themselves in this picture. So we will yeah. definitely be in touch.
1: Yeah. Thanks so much. I love your background and, you know, looking at you on this podcast. Um, Good. I love your little office there. It's really sweet. And I don't know where you live, but
0: um, monument. Oh, so we're close.
1: Yeah. We we're, together. yeah.
0: We're close. And as you can see, I have wine bottles in the background. You know, the name of the podcast is Women Wine and Leadership. We yeah. talk about wine. I didn't even ask you if you like wine or do you have a favorite wine? You know
1: what? I, um, yeah, I love wine. I sometimes um, enjoy too much of it sometimes, but why <laughs> uh, do I have a favorite one? No. Last year I loved Syrah winter, uh, Syrahs and um, Zinfantels, big, thick, heavy wines. Yeah. Uh, and this year I'm finding myself, I'm, uh, I'm looking at Pinots. Um, really? My favorite. So when I choose a wine, Right now, um, it's, uh, I'm trying to find, I'm always seeking the best bottle of wine under 12 bucks. Me I too, <laughs> <15. find>. yeah. <laughs> um, and then I find one, like there's a beautiful um, uh, Pinot from Oregon called Rascal. Yes. It's, um, you know, some of that money goes to uh, dog, um, uh, you know, rescue and things like that. Uh-huh. There's another one I really like. It's twelve bucks. It's called Farmhouse uh-huh. it's from California. It's just a red wine, but it's got a cool old-fashioned farm uh, house on it. But um, it's uh, it's sustainable. Yeah. So I'm looking for wines like that. But yeah. uh, I don't need to spend twenty bucks on a bottle of wine. Um, no. It would it would be fun if it was in the budget, but um, I don't you need know, to do that.
0: I've, I've had $35 bottles that aren't as good as some of the $12 bottles that I found. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's good. I'm in, boy, Oregon makes some good Pinot Noir, for sure.
1: They, yes, So and I was born in Oregon. I came from originally from the Northwest. I grew up in Minnesota. Um, so the Washington and Oregon wines are lovely. And lovely. then like Napa... Not just Napa Valley, but uh, Rogue River. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's some special places like that to get a bottle of wine, and it's like, oh my god, right. this is good. <laughs>
0: yep, it's true. Well, and and that's the the key. Sometimes it's just a matter of where you're drinking it and who you're with. Who as you're it with is,
1: that was the next thing I was going to say that um, it's the company I keep. Yeah in the moment. Um, And I love to cook, Um, living alone for the last few years. It's not, um, I'm not been so great about that. So I started inviting more friends. I've got a lot of classmates from this equine gestalt coaching that are on the front range here. And so I just keep reaching out, um, instead of waiting for somebody to call me. I call them. Whoever shows up gets a good meal and drink and sit by the fireplace, so it's good.
0: I'll call you up. I'm ready. I I can bring wine, and I like to eat, so we're a good. You bring wine, I'll cook, and I'll build the fire. (laughs) Okay, sounds good. I'll bring some dishes to smash. Thank you so much, Chris. You are a delight. I knew this would be fun. Thanks for giving up your time. Thank you, Donna. It's a
1: it's a privilege. And, and thank you for this beautiful work you are doing to help people connect as well.
0: All so that everybody can live completely, totally alive, not miss a single drop of life. Yes. Thank you. Take care. Take care.
1: Bye-bye.